0: Brothers and sisters, it's time for Angel Repair Juice.
1: And welcome again to another edition of Angel Repair Juice. I am Henry Volk. And my name is Matthew Pancake, and you've just hooked up into the pro into a program that's about anime from a Lutheran perspective. You can't get any more of a niche than that. I mean, that is that is about as as close to a niche as you're ever going to get. You know, Lutherans talking about anime. Yeah, no, no, anime no, no. from a Lutheran perspective.
0: Now, no, wait a minute, Matthew. I now, think wh- we need to explain why it's a Lutheran perspective
1: and not... Okay, I'm going to let you Christian do that this time. I'm I'm going to do that. I'm going to let you explain that this time. You know,
0: let me explain it. Yeah, why
1: don't you do that? Okay, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot.
0: To put it simply, Pietists don't like anime.
1: Yeah, that's actually true. See, there are Christian in Christianity. Let's this is point to Christendom in general. There is one group of, of Christians that get along with anime just fine. And this is kind of odd. You would think that this was odd, but it's actually true. Catholics don't seem to have a problem with it. Every time I show up on, like if I go check a forum or something like that, or if I'm at some place out, out here where there's a couple of stores out here, where there's, um, you know, where they sell manga and anime and figures and stuff like that, I'll run into Catholics more than I will anybody else. Roman Catholics, yeah. you know, of all sorts of ages, will be in there looking at anime. They, they don't seem to have one bit of a problem with it. But a whole bunch of other Christians, they just don't seem to, they're just like, oh, that's that, like, those, the, here's what they think. They think that it's all about uh, sex and sexual stuff and everything. No, it's about rock and awesome things. And that's what we're going to talk about today yeah. on the show. So we're going to do a little bit here of a thing that we call Anime News. Okay so Henry, let's talk a little bit about um, something that's been rocking the internet just a little bit. Um, um, you read the article, I read the article. Ano Hideiko Hideiki, excuse me. Um, and he is and what's so special about him? Henry, He
0: made my favorite anime of all time.
1: And that is
0: Neon Genesis
1: uh-huh. Evangelion. And, and the odd part is is that he was doing an interview with a publication in Russia. And it's been mis—and the thing that he said that's got everybody all flustered is actually being misquoted over and over and over again. What you keep hearing is is that he says anime is dead, (laughs) which which is not actually what he said. He said anime is in decline. He's
0: like Nietzsche, you know.
1: Yeah, well, Except he's sort like of. he's
0: like the Nietzsche for Otakus, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, now that's actually a good that's actually that's probably more true. Here's here's actually another um, here's another thing. I don't know if you realize this or not, but the uh the um how would you put this if we if we were talking about uh, Hayao Miyazaki laid hands upon him and said that he's the future of anime. Did you know that? After Um after- after after Miyazaki retired, he he basically said that this guy is the the um, he's the he's the future of anime, and now the future of anime is saying anime is in decline. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I think that's what happens when you hand over the future of anime to, to Anno. It's like oh wait wait. You made End of Evangelion. I'm just going to give everything to you. <laughs> Which, if you've ever seen that movie, you'll find why that statement's completely hilarious. Even though I still love that movie, well, of um, course
1: it is. You say, but here's the interesting part: is he's 55 years old. You know, H- Hayao Miyazaki yeah. just he he just um, he just retired. He's 74. You know and he, he thinks that if he got into an into another movie it would just basically wear him out to the point that he couldn't do it so he so he retired um, but I know Hideki, he's he's 55 now I, I had no idea he was actually that old but I'm you know I guess he he knows what he's talking about but basically what was his argument what was his real what was he really saying Henry
0: it had to do with the cost of animation I believe
1: yeah, he said a little bit about the the fact that it does cost that much, uh, but he made this. He said this. This is basically the way he said it. He said the anime is losing its spark. Yeah, yeah. And well, it, it, but, here's but an he exact did quote. Yeah, go ahead.
0: It says Japan will no longer be the center of world animation. Maybe in five years, Taiwan will be such a center. Okay. Exact quote.
1: Yeah, I I get that.
0: But you know, Anno's always been a pessimist. You know, he's depressed when he made Evangelion. Evangelion's like the deconstruction of the mecha genre. Oh, I hate my fans because they're so bad. I don't like them because they're nerds. Yeah, I re- take this. I, you know oh, yeah, I anime that. is horrible, even though it puts food on my table. Yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even though this is how I make a living, I'm gonna. He's like. The Roger Waters, you remember Roger Waters of of uh, Pink Floyd? He got to where he hated the fans.
0: Yeah, and he actually
1: spat on he was he actually spat on the fans one night, and it was when he realized it's like, oh, this is not working. It's not this doesn't work for me. He's he's got a love hate relationship with his art, you know.
0: Because no one truly understands no one and was, uh, artwork, which yeah, you know, really, you know. That's okay. If you, if, you, if you can watch Evangelion and like find like a meaning to that that's like completely objective.
1: Well, that's us that's well, not that's not talk about objective. I don't think he ever yeah. meant for anybody to to be able to pin down what it was he was getting at. I don't think that that's that's ever going to be. But but he does make some interesting points though. He he does say that it's about the system, the system that where anime is is done in Japan is broken. And and that's and that's been out there for a while now. There was an article that was done by an individual who's actually the first American to move to Japan and become an animator. And he has put out several blog posts about how terrible it actually is to be an animator. Somebody to actually sit down and draw. It's one of those few professions in Japan that doesn't have a guaranteed minimum wage.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: in a lot of cases you get paid by the drawing. Ooh. So the... Faster you are, the better you are, the more money you make.
0: Um, So, I got a question. So, if if Japan, you know, in five years, as, you know, uh, Anno hypothetically states, if Japan in five years will no longer be the center of animation, who do you think will be the center of animation? I say South Korea.
1: South Korea? South Korea. That could be.
0: That could be. Because, I mean, they
1: they already do a lot, they already outsource an awful lot of their in between to their.
0: Exactly. Even we do. You know, like the Simpsons, that's Korean animation.
1: Yeah. One of the one of the problem is is that the best animators are going to computer animation. They're going to do yeah. they're doing going to do video games and stuff like that. And actually I'll get a chance to talk about that whenever I do the review here later on because um some there is some really good animators in some of these computer houses that um you know I'll I'll talk about that later though. So, it's not that, okay, everybody, you can calm down now. It's not that, and and here's the other thing. The center of animation may move from Japan to someplace else, but anime itself won't die because anime is Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. And... They like themselves some anime in Japan. Yeah. So yeah. so people like it. So it's I don't know that it's really and they really do like their manga. That's that's definitely yeah. the case.
0: But you know but we're not into the manga, so well, like I, they are.
1: Well you know. I, well I am. I mean Well, well <laughs> you know.
0: But, but I mean I think just so the viewers to the viewers
1: The listeners, the listeners yeah,
0: one the listeners. day there'll be
1: viewers. So,
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> Comedy Central, here we come! Um, but yeah, so just so the viewers have, <laughs> oh man, wow!
1: Comedy listener, Fringes, you mean?
0: Yes, yes. Just so,
1: so I that think they, they know who they are. Go ahead. <laughs> yes,
0: the, the they, the proverbial they, um, have an understanding of like how much animation cost. If you remember, just take like Cartoon Network or especially Adult Swim in general. They used to have tons of anime on. And the late, not the late, like the early 2000s, maybe to the mid 2000s. Yeah. And all of that virtually got like hacked um, because it was too expensive. And so they had like, um, they had some of those shows like Aqua Teen Hunger Force and C Lab, which just basically reused tons and tons of cheap stock animation. Yeah. So they, it cost them basically nothing to make those. And you know, then they could bring on those shows from Fox, which I'm sure were still really expensive, like Family Guy and King of the Hill. Uh, but then you started seeing all these live action shows, like uh, Tim and Eric, uh, yeah. the Eric Andre show. They, they had a bunch of more of them, and none of them were very funny. But it was a whole lot cheaper to put on these really lame live action shows than it was to like put on any kind of animation, whether it was imported from Japan or Fox or... You know, made by someone um, directly in cahoots with Adult Swim or Cartoon Network. So I think that's kind of maybe what Anno's getting at because there's so much anime and animation in Japan. You know, it's like a new show, a new series every season. And especially with this new 13, 12, 13 episode kick, their own you know you can just do a whole series um 13 episodes i i think that they'll definitely start to run people thin you know they'll run their their animators uh too thin um just trying to churn this stuff out yeah you know
1: and there's another thing that happened too and that's where um, japanese animators manga writers and stuff like that back in the in the early 90s they had this idea that they were going to get to, um, you know, they were going to write something that would appeal to the United States, to the United States market, um, and they really, really hammered on that a lot because you know if you could write a manga that would appeal enough to get to get an anime done and be licensed in the United States and therefore licensed in the rest of the world, you were rolling in dough. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is, is that there's a lot of things that went wrong with that one. <laughs> One of them was is that sometimes companies in the United States would, would buy a property and then just sit on it. That was one thing that would happen. The other thing that would happen is is they would monkey with it so badly that it wouldn't be what it originally
0: yeah. was. <laughs> one Piece. <laughs>
1: Are you dropping names? Yeah, of course. Yeah. One, one Piece is an example. Just about every show that ran on what used to be Kids WB in the 90s. Yeah.
0: Well, well, think of Trigon. But-
1: yeah, Trigon was yeah, like, one of like, them.
0: that was a hit think over at, here, and it took them like of to years to release the movie. You know.
1: Yeah, think of what happened to Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, well, all, wait a minute. All of those shows that ran on there—Cardcaptor yeah. Sakura, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, um, um, Digimon—those yeah. th- became almost unrecognizable compared to what what they really were. You know, and you know, and nowadays they really just aren't interested. So much in that anymore. I mean, maybe it's coming, maybe it's coming back a little more because Attack on Titan seems to be, I mean, it may not be deliberately pitched to the rest of the world, but it's definitely got more elements of stuff that people around the world would be interested in. Um, you know, we, last, last time we reviewed, um, Knights of Sidonia. That's another one that's, that seems to be more of what people used to think anime was. Um, But not so much, because when you look at the stuff that's being produced, it seems more pitched inward than it is outward these days. Well,
0: but, but I think some of that stuff that was like, you know, some of that stuff was like directly pitched towards us. Like, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, but Big O, that was so blatantly pitched for Americans, and it failed Utterly failed. Well, yeah. Then there was where
1: they went out of their way to try to yeah. do that, and it just so, so, like like you said, it was a major failure. And
0: yeah. So I mean, Adult Swim actually funded that second season um, of the show. Yeah. And it still made no sense. And
1: <laughs> well, once you know, they got done, who who knows what went wrong with that? There was there was just no, I don't know. Yeah. This is one of those things that you that, like me. I give up on you know after just a certain point. Yeah. It's like this was supposed to be the big thing, and I was like, well, I give up. <laughs> I but, surrender. But,
0: <laughs> but, but I think what made like Pokemon awesome and um, is that the, I don't think they monkeyed around too much with the overall premise. But I don't know if I can say this word on the podcast. But I but I am. But they basically took all these shows and kind of bastardized them. And they made them American. So, like, any kind of Japanese um, cultural references were removed, replaced with American references. Any kind of content that wouldn't be, you know, familiar to us, they changed. um, Which every once in a while meant they'd have to monkey with like episodes or cut whole episodes. And yeah. um, But, you know, the, the premise was there enough. That it had this universal appeal to where you could do that and everyone would get it. Yeah, and I, I tell you who did that really well. Actually, we did it too. It was with Crown Shinshan. So the, the, you know, the only time that that was um, aired like in its purity in America was like in the like, early to mid nineties in Hawaii. Yeah. So you know, all these years later, Funimation gets it, and they just like you know, it's like not even the same show. Like there's no like continuity. It's, like the like the episodes, like how they aired and they yeah. totally like the, the whole purpose was, is that we're just going to like flip this thing on its head and make it as bad as and raunchy as we can. Um, just because we can, yeah, and then just, South yeah. Korea did the exact opposite to where they censored that show just in like in the Japanese version so much that it's like, Oh wait, that's not Crown Shinchan it's like, like I think it's like a children's show over there. That's how much they censored it. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean that goes on, but um, I think all those shows ha- have enough of a universal appeal to where you can do that. But so many shows, you know, um, that totally aren't um, written with that kind of a universal appeal. I mean, we're not even talking about like like them pitching those shows to us, just kind of writing them with that kind of like, oh, well, anyone can get this story. Um, I think there's so many of those shows that it just goes over like, everyone's head. Like, like why would I want to watch, you know, like, like a thousand shows about high school kids that makes no sense to us? Um, it's like all the tropes that are, like, really prominent in um, their shows that they like just make no sense to us.
1: You yeah, know? they don't understand the cultural reference of it. I mean, they, they just don't. Because, because in the United States, um, you know, we don't have the same educational system that they do. I mean, it's highly competitive educational system. And the fact of the matter is, is once you get out and you get out into the rest of the world, your happy days are done. (laughs) And and they all kind of wish that they could go there. There is sort of a wish fulfillment thing to it where they wish that they could go back to that time and kind of redo it. So they have, you know, every season has got something that has, you know, couldn't we, you know, have a story that takes place in high school so that, you know,
0: Yeah. Where you I mean, pilot pilot oh, the giant robots. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it isn't world. even just that. Like like the big one from Kyoto Animation is is a thing called uh euphonium. And what it is is it's about it's it, it turns out that the story is about a a high school band in Japan. Okay, yeah, I saw Ima- that one. I imagine that. that. One. And it's played straight up. It's like you know, be able to go back and actually just look at it. No magic, none of that stuff. Just you know, just them not playing magic horns or anything. Just just you know, the problems of you know, and and it's a it's a wish fulfillment series. We don't have that problem here in the United States because everybody's sort of loosey goosey about how they how they run their lives. You know, we jump from job to job to whatever. You just don't do that in Japan. You you get a profession and you stick with it. That's, that's how it works, you know, and, and it doesn't matter whether you hate it later. Maybe that's You're, why
0: Anno's so depressed.
1: That could be. He's he's an animator and he can't do anything else. He's locked in. <laughs> he's stuck forever.
0: Just so everyone's aware, E3 is coming up ah. um, this June. It'll be from June 16th to 18th. Uh-huh. I'm going to try my level best to keep up on the, on the coverage. Uh, maybe we can devote a special show to that. I've been out of the video game loop for a long time. Um, I kind of quit with Halo 3, to be honest with you. After Halo 3, I just kind of became jaded and like, you know what, I don't care. And so the only games I've played are just retro games, and not even that often because I've been so busy. But I bought a 3DS, and I've been playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei four and it's really... Got my video game morales up, so I'm gonna cover E3. See what's coming out. Um, it looks like they have some really good stuff coming out. They do have Halo Five coming out for those people who even care at this point. Yeah, whenever they um, said there
1: wasn't going to be any more Halos.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, really. But be you know, that as it
1: may, <laughs>
0: as soon as Bungie, I mean, we
1: appreciate the work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, the graphics are amazing, but uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean. That, that's a whole nother thing, man. Like as soon well, as Bungie be, sold Halo, and could, I, I felt like Bungie. As soon as they did, like you know, ODST, which I played for like ten minutes and hated. Um, you know, I was just like, you know what, Bungie, you should have quit. You know, they reached the pinnacle, I think, with Halo Two. Now
1: well, that and Halo me.
0: Three was okay. What?
1: Well, Halo Three was you know just. It's, it's like all of the other sequel after sequel after sequel, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just show me a franchise out there that isn't on its fifth or sixth sequel, you know. Yeah. So. And,
0: and you yeah, know, you can do that with, like, like the Tom Clancy, like, Ghost Recon games. Yeah. Or Call of Duty. But, you know, Halo has, like, this whole overarching story that's just really cool. It has, like, this cool mythology. Yeah. And, you know, I think they just, like... Yeah, you know, we just give up on this awesome story. Um, we're yeah, we're just gonna just make a bunch of games.
1: Well, it could be worse. Well, it could be. It could be worse. Uh, I don't, it know. Could, I don't it, know. They could be like Valve and and be dragging you along forever on uh, <laughs> Half Life Three. Where's Half Life Three? Okay, now let's do some anime reviews. Okay, so, Henry, um, you put in the show notes. <laughs> Do, should I just read what it says in the show notes?
0: The, yeah, go ahead and read the, the show the, notes, Matthew. Because,
1: because it says, uh, Henry has been lazy and has only been watching Bleach and Death Note. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, well, Okay, <laughs> let me tell you, though, Death Note. I hadn't watched Death Note until now. Okay, so that last Sunday when I was at Hastings, okay, this made me so mad, okay, because I, I still use DVD players I still use my DVD player like a caveman, and I, I go and they have Death Note the first the first part of the se- series for like fifteen dollars, and I'm like, you know what, that's not too horribly bad. I'm gonna go ahead and get that. And
1: how many episodes?
0: It's I think it's like twenty. Okay. I think the I think the series only had like thirty seven episodes. Okay. And I'm like, you know, if I really like it, I can get the second part. It'll probably be about the same price. So I'm thinking like, hey, okay, I'm returning this um, record player. I'll probably be able to pick up that second uh, part. You know, the series. It's really excited because um, that. I tell you what, like some people really dog the Shonen Jump anime, but you know, with the exception of Naruto, all the ones that I've watched, I've really loved. I mean, Bleach was amazing. Naruto's good. It just, you know. You, you really had to be into Naruto. You got to be in for the long haul. Yeah. Same with one piece, but yeah. they're all really good shows. Yeah. And death note. It, it's, I don't know. I, I really like it. I'm not going to say I like it more or as much as bleach. Cause they're too different. But so anyways, I go and i oh, guess what? They don't have the second part, but they do have like, Oh wait, the entire series for like $30. And I'm like, Oh, you're going to be kidding me. Like, if you would have had this last time, I totally would have bought it. But now I have to get on Amazon and like, you know, find You'll look the for second the other part. half.
1: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You can I mean, complete yours.
0: I mean, I could watch it on Crunchyroll, I suppose, but it's, it's not the same because because it's on DVD. And I don't want to like wait for the commercials because I'm not going to pay for Crunchyroll, because um, that means I had to pay. Even though I'm going to buy the DVDs, so maybe maybe there's like some like ill logic there. But yeah it's, it''s really frustrating, but anyways yeah. death note is amazing for like, anyone who's like slower um or has lived under a rock longer than I have um, <laughs> it's been out for a while, but it, it is amazing you know if you if you finally like upgraded from dial up and somehow you're listening to our podcast and you're even far behind more far behind than I am death note's amazing there you go. <laughs>
1: There was a meme out there for a while that had I don't because this is I guess this is possible, but somebody uh, took a, a picture of our president Barack Obama and he's carrying like a book and someone photoshopped it so that if you zoom in really close, you could see that it says death note. <laughs> he's reading manga.
0: Well, hey, I, mean, I mean talking about like Chinese censorship though. I think we were talking about this before the show. Um, you know, like I guess. Death Note was being aired in China. It's and not anymore. Because, not anymore because the students were you know making their notebooks look like Death Note, like writing their classmates' names in it,
1: uh-huh. and
0: so the Chinese government said, "Hey, this is like psychotic behavior. No more Death Note." Which, okay, yeah. well, if
1: that's if that's psychotic behavior, then all of Japan is psychotic. Not because they like Death Note, but because that's how they behave. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, but but the thing, man, what if Japan? have conquered China during World
1: War II. Oh, man. What if
0: they would have succeeded? We'd have a giant Japan.
1: Yeah, but here's the trick, though, is it wouldn't be like... Japanese culture wouldn't be like it is today if they hadn't well, lost. I, 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 I am fairly certain that that would be true. You know, if they if they had actually prevailed, at least in the Pacific, um, maybe, you know, let's say that the rest of the Axis powers failed. Um, but Japan manages to, you know, grab enough land and they can like hold it. Let's say that you know they stop them someplace, they get all of China or a good par- portion of it or something like that. The culture would be very different today <laughs> than it was. Yeah. It may actually be, it may have actually wound up being worse than what you know, communist China winds up being. Oh, so, that's true.
0: So it, isn't that the whole premise of that like Hetalia show?
1: Um, you know, I don't know <laughs> because I haven't watched that. Maybe you maybe, know, I sh- maybe I should check it out.
0: No, no, you don't. Because, you don't want me to? Okay. Well, th- there's a great story here. So um, I'm a big fan of video stores because that's like a dying a dying thing. So I think that you know if you have like a local video store that's not a chain store, maybe you probably ought to support them. Go in and buy a video every once in a while. So one night I, I, I go in and I'm just looking for new anime because my video store guy's awesome. We will give him a shout out. If you live anywhere in Franklin County Indiana or near us come and stop by hometown video and rent or buy something to support them because they're awesome so anyways I go in because he carries tons of anime which is amazing and I see the Italian I know it's popular because I see it like you know all over the place um, but like you know what I think I'll just rent it it's like a dollar rental and I go up and the dude's like you know I don't think that's the anime for you. Oh, like, really? <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Did he
1: explain why?
0: Well, he did. He's like, you know, I just don't think that's the kind of thing you'd be into, man. And, and it kind of like dawned on me. He's like, yeah, it's kind of like a bunch of homosexual men.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I didn't...
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah, I didn't like, put it on my list. He's like... He's like, that's an anime. No, no. What he says is that's an anime for girls, and I'm like, yeah.
1: Oh. He's
0: like, you know, for girls, like it's about a bunch of homosexuals, and I'm like, oh, that's not the anime for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like hilarious. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe you may not want to check that one out.
1: Okay. Then I won't. Yeah, so, so you, so in other words, you are literally—you didn't have anything ready for, other than to say "death notes" awesome.
0: Uh, I mean, bleach is good too, but yeah, that's that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it.
1: Okay. <laughs> So did you like that music, Henry? Yes or no? Oh, see you, what it is—is is you want to do the music for the reviews? I see how this works now. Okay. Uh, I, th-
0: I thought you wanted—I thought you wanted music.
1: Oh well, I, well, up until now we haven't actually had any music for the thing, but I guess you found your harmonica. So uh, the, the, I'll the, tell you what—if uh, you can yeah. do decent, like bump music for each of these segments with your harmonica then that's what we'll do. We'll plan that for the next episode. Do you think you can pull that off, sir? <laughs> Here a little bit. So, so that everybody knows before we were doing any of this, he said, he said we would love to be able to figure out how to play uh, A Mighty Fortress. And I, I don't know if you can pull that off with a standard harmonica or not.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little difficult.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me see if I can find the notes again. All right. See, here's the thing is I've been threatening to do this for a while, Henry. Back in October of um, October of 2014, an anime was released by Studio Ghibli and directed by Gorō Miyazaki, named *Sanzukan no Musume Now, where the director of *Neon Genesis* um, opines that um, anime may be dying. Um, they're not. There's a. There's a lot of reasons why people might think that, and and one of the reasons is at Studio Ghibli, everybody you know was kind of up in arms because Hayao Miyazaki has retired now, and so has Izao Takahata, and the studio is in sort of a holding pattern, except that it isn't really because they decided to do something a little bit different. What they what they did was, um, Gorō Miyazaki and Tōshio. Uh, Toshio Suzuki who is the producer behind the scenes of all of that decided to resurrect some projects that uh, a project that used to that was going to get done uh, a long time ago and that was using Astrid Lindgren's Ronya Rover daughter or Ronya the robbers daughter to make a, a movie out of it well they decided to make a TV series and instead of doing it hand-drawn they decided to go to polygon digital they're the same people who do um Knights of Sidonia and several other things. And Knights of Sidonia has been popular enough to actually have a second season, which is airing right now. They got together with them and they said, We want to make a series that looks like what Studio Ghibli has done in the past. Um, because I'll tell you one thing these days, you know, it would cost millions of dollars to be able to pull off even one episode that looked as good as a TV show. I mean, they have said in the past that it takes some three months to do about five minutes of of animation. (laughs) Now, I don't know how true that is, but that might be true. Yeah. So, it all goes back to a time when, um, way back when, Hayao Miyazaki wanted to make Pippi Longstocking. He was just all about, he wanted to do this. In fact, they just published a book of his artwork that he did in order to try to convince the author of Pippi Longstocking, Astrid Lindgren, who... That she lived in Sweden at the time, to let them make a movie out of this. They actually flew over there and said, you know, like, here's what it's going to look like. But Astrid Lindgren was, no, that's not going to happen. They had work done for that, and they had work done later on that they had done to try and do Ronya the Robber's Daughter. And they got that got torpedoed, too. Well, it's interesting what will happen whenever the... The death of an author comes along and the the estate decides, yep, we're maybe we'll try this. But in this case, it's actually their grandchildren who have looked at this and they actually kind of love these books anyway, and they would like to see them turned into a series. So it's interesting, you have this series that looks an awful lot like it's hand-drawn, and it's really smooth looking, it's really nice. But that's not, and you remember the premise of this, Henry, you know, of us doing these shows is to look at these things and see, you know, what, why Christians might want to look at it. Because, you know, there are some stuff in anime that's really nice, you know, the Christians can look at and go, ooh, I see aspects of the gospel and things like that. Well, there is such a thing as Scandinavian Lutheranism. And that tends to collar a lot of things in that area this book that this this anime is based on it's it you can tell that it's in there i'll tell you why besides the fact that you know you have a a story that's about robbers hello there's all everybody in this is sinners everybody is they all participate in this it doesn't matter whether Ronya doesn't actually understand what that means yet at the beginning, you know what that you know her father takes the band of robbers out every day and they come back with all these goodies, you know they're all sinners, everybody is. And at one point in the in the story, lightning strikes the the castle and splits it in two, and they name that gap in between you know where one side of the castle's over here and the other side's over here. they name that hell's Gap. But the thing isn't but the thing isn't like overtly Christian, but salvation is all over this. It's just all over the thing like the, the two main characters, um Ronya and Burke, which are the you know they're both born on the same night um they, so they're both the same age, they actually take turns as they're learning that because they're part of rival clans, you know Ronya's on this side and Burke's on the other side, they take turns saving each other's life, which is how they slowly learn that they're not actually as bad as their parents say they are. You know, they're all just actually people. So a lot of these stories actually wind up a lot of these these vignettes where they they are rescuing each other, like, for instance, Ronya rescues Burke from Hell's Gap. In fact, they make it a point um, over and over and over again, or Astrid Lindgren, when she writes the story, and and they do it in the anime as well, that, you know, here are sinners, all these robbers, who are being saved repeatedly from Hell's Gap. It just plays right into it. And whenever whenever you watch it, or even if you read the book, you'll see how that plays. Now, that leads me to this really interesting thing that apparently Astrid Lindgren was very good at, and good authors can do this. And I'm not saying that, you know, she's the greatest author in the world, but I read the book and I'm fascinated by the fact that if, if you're a little kid and you read this, you're going to see this story in a different way than if you're an adult and read it. Because as a little kid, you kind of take everything at face value and go, oh man, that would be really cool, you know, to actually live out this story. But if you're an adult, especially if you were an adult reading this story to your kids, you see the cracks in all of this, all of the problems, all of the, all of the issues, all of the, the, the things that could go horribly wrong and the things that actually do go horribly wrong. You get sort of a sense of foreboding from it. And this is where Goro Miyazaki, he even said that he wanted to do this. He said the reason that he wanted to do this story is because it does have that two layers. It's got that layer where if you're a grown-up, if you're an adult and you watch this, you will be filled with foreboding from from about episode six on because there's something going on more than just what it would have been if you were you know about the main character's age. I hung around on a lot of forums because I can't find anybody local who know, even knows anything about it. Then I hung around on the forums and there were people who were like, you know, I have no idea where this is going. I know where it should go, but I don't. I don't know where it's where it's going. You know, it's, it's an interesting story. Now, here is where, when they bring it into English, I don't know how they're going to make this work, because, you know, there are words in English that don't translate well into other languages, and there are la- tra- words in, in other languages that don't translate well into English. Yeah. Here is a word in, in Japanese that we don't have any kind of a cognate or equivalent in here. And it's the word kyodai, which if you use you know, a standard... Um, like if you use Google, for instance, to, to Google Translate the word kyodai, it comes back depending on the context you put it in, either sibling or brother. Now the thing about it is, is after a while, Roni and Burke start calling each other kyodai, but they don't... I mean, why would Burke call Ronya, brother. Well, that's because that word doesn't mean it doesn't. It's just not that simple. When I asked somebody who knows something about Japanese, they said, "Well, in the context that they're using it, it means more than friends, but less than betrothed." Uh, okay. Yeah. I have no idea how they're going to pull that off in English, because if what they do is they just call start calling each other brother and sister, that whole context gets lost. Yeah. You know? Because at some point, these two have to, because their families are like fighting, you know, they're, there's, they're rival clans, so they're fighting each other, causing all sorts of trouble, and I mean trouble, you know, the kind that you just don't ever want to see happen. And they start having to rely on each other. But here is, an, here is something that, uh, a genre that I think people would like to understand, and this a Japanese genre that we don't even have in the United States, and it's called the double suicide genre. And what that means is that kind of at the beginning of the story, you know that two people are going to wind up dead. In fact, they're going to, what's going to happen is they're going to make a decision that winds up in the two of them being dead. That's why they call it the double suicide. They sort of make a decision that they know it's going to end up badly. Goro Miyazaki plays that over several episodes. Like you would not believe. And people in in the in the forums and the and people who have reviewed this say they'd never even seen something so scary. And, and the thing is, little kids don't pick it don't pick it up. But you know, as 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 grown-ups, even if you don't know about this, I had to look it up myself. If you don't know about this, you go, wait a minute, I mean, is this story really going down this path? <laughs> is it really going? Seriously, are we really going down this path? And I'm like, no, no, nobody wants this to happen. You know, But it's, it, it is, it has got all of that in there. And, and the other thing is, is this is why um, whenever I put, I, I don't know if it was a review that I did on, on the website or not. I can't remember. I'd have to look again, but I do believe that at the bottom, I did put like a disclaimer on there because the, because the concepts would be. I guess, complex for American kids, maybe not so much for Japanese kids, because they never really resolve the whole robber situation. You think that at some point, you know, somebody's going to say, in fact, one character does say that, yeah, maybe y'all ought to give up this whole living as robbers thing and find some other way to live, but they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> they don't that's not a spoiler because you know you sh- you can see that it's not going to go anywhere that's that's why that's why i tell people say you, you ought to you if you don't watch the anime at least get the book because you know nobody is clean in this there's no there's there's if there's bad guys um they're the magistrate the local magistrates but they're just really cursory they're just there to say that you know what there's people out there that are sick and tired of being robbed and pillaged and they yeah. have people going around the forest looking for these these robbers you know and this but you know the main characters are all robbers yeah they literally are you know that and they never really resolve this it's not it's not really it's not really resolved they're sort of stuck in it You know, some people just don't want to give it up. Other people realize that they can't really give it up, but they really ought to because, you know, we're Christians. We are, and and, you know, who wants to live as a robber, right? Yeah. You know, but, and some people don't want to. So there's, it's, it's on the one hand, you know, there's a plot line in there that runs through it that little kids can watch. And, you know, if you're a parent, maybe you got to explain the whole aspect of there's robbery going on and things like that but if you're an adult there's a whole other subtext that runs over top of all of it and it's not even it's not even a matter of like you know in the united states where we say well you know you can go to this movie this you know made by pixar and and you know the kids can like the thing and the the adults will like the comedy cuz all the jokes go over the kids heads right yeah <laughs> well the whole concept it's not even about the humor so much it's the whole concept you know, is just skimming right over the top of of all the kids' heads, and the adults are looking at it and going, "Yeah, there's an important thing in there. Maybe we shouldn't." You know, is there anything in my life that I'm doing that actually puts that kind of pressure that, like the story has, on the next generation? That's kind of what the story's about. It's you know, when you when you get to the end, you kind of say to yourself, "You know what? We can't really leave it this way." It leaves you wanting more. When you want to see how this is going to work out, because you realize that it hasn't really changed. The situation hasn't really changed, but yeah,
0: but, it's a wild ride. you know, because I mean, just even like the whole good bad thing, right? So like, you know, especially like in American television, if you think back to the infancy, like the bad guy is always the bad guy. It's really clear cut, you know. Like, yeah, just take like old western. You know, the good guy is always the clean-shaven, yeah. clean clothes guy, and the and the bad guys, the gruff-looking dude with the dark clothing. And uh, in anime, very rarely is that the case. But um, well, even like Death Note, man, like the, it really makes you want to hate the protagonist because he's a horrible person. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
1: he's that's exactly right.
0: Just, he's just evil, but he's the protagonist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, like a show that really stuck with me, that that I think really plays plays it up well, was Gundam um, 0080, War in the Pocket, because you know, they always kind of spin it to where you get know, the Federations, kind of the good guy, and Zehan's always the bad guy, but you kind of see. Um, and war in the pocket that, way you know, no one's really good or bad. Yeah. Uh, everyone's just fighting for their cause, and, and on both sides, there's good and bad. Um, you know, so I think anime, you see that a lot, that no one is ever, you know, wholly good, or, or no one is wholly bad, usually. Um, yeah.
1: See, I have here know. in my notes, I wanted to mention about the double suicide genre. There's another example of that is Grave of the Fireflies. Um, which is another Studio Ghibli film, so it's not like they're unfamiliar with the with the genre. Um, but in that one, the protagonist, uh, Seta, who's who's fourteen. If anybody doesn't know what the story is about, you can go and Google it. But you know, it's during World War II, which it's unusual for Japan to actually broach that in any kind of movie or television show. They usually don't. They did in this one, and you know what? He has to steal. He has to, it, in fact, at one point, this kid is actually running into bombing zones because he knows everybody's fleeing. And if you, because if you run into the bombing zones, everyone just let, dropped everything, right? So there's, there's food there, there's clothing there, there's stuff that he's going to need because, you know, it's just him and his sister and there's no, you know, everybody's starving. So he actually yeah. runs into the bombing zones, grabs what he can and then runs back out. You know, and there's bombs dropping all around it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, they, they just, they just have this, you know, I'm not going to say Japanese writers because, you know, Ronya here, Ronya Rover Daughter is actually, you know, written by somebody who's not American. Actually, somebody from Europe who, you know, we didn't. See, this is a disadvantage that I think American entertainment's got. I'm just going to say this because I've wanted to say... I've, I've said this a lot for years, but I've never said it on a podcast. We've never suffered a real serious war from the outside on our own soil. You know, yeah. Japan's been bombed. Lots of Europe has been bombed. Those those people know this, you know, and and they tend to make their protagonists much more... Real is the wrong word. Um, complex would be better, you know, where the we have situations, you know, like uh, you, can, you can point to some good stuff that we've done in, in the United States, but it's just so much more like their intent is to say, well, here is somebody that I would call good, but boy, have they done some really bad things in their life, you know, yeah. they know that they're bad things that they've done or sometimes they don't find out or they don't realize it until later. It's interesting because you'll actually see more repentance in, in overseas stuff than you will in, in American stuff. You know, people actually reflecting on, you know, their actions, their things that they've done. So I would, my thing is, is though I would highly recommend, and here recently they've, they, it's been announced that a, uh, they actually, Studio Ghibli and, and together with the Astrid Lindgren Company, Went to an an English company to do the English localization. It makes sense because, yeah, I could I could imagine most of these characters having, you know, English accents. It would make sense, you know, yeah. even, even though probably where it would make the most sense is if they were all speaking Swedish and they were, you know, it was it was captioned because that would be, you know. In fact, I could imagine that that's that's how it's running right now in Sweden. This this yeah. TV show is. I wish
0: I would do that, man. You know, I hate it when when you have foreign characters. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just going to say this: At the Bible miniseries, the Bible miniseries. Yeah. The last thing I want to see is another Jesus speaking Elizabethan English.
1: <laughs> you, know? uh, you don't necessarily want Passion of the Christ speaking um, Aramaic, you know. But you do get kind of tired of it. Sounds. Shakespearean,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, even with like the Luther movie, you know, when yeah. just get German actors who who speak English, you know? Because none of them had English accents.
1: That's right, and, and and on top of that, that drives um, me crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, I as wreck. good as now, now you know, with as good as the Luther movie is, well, I love you know, it. It's a know, great movie. There are times where you say to yourself. In any good movie, you can say, this you know, here's how it could be better. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's not a movie about Wycliffe, people. It's, yeah. It's
1: Luther. It's exactly right. Good,
0: good movie. Not, not in the movie. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie.
1: Yeah. Well, both of them, actually. There's two. You know, so anybody who wants to. I have the older one. I haven't, haven't seen the older one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you should. You should. It's very.
0: I hear but, people like it better.
1: You want to. Well, I'll tell you why um, Lutherans like it better. Um, because they make a big point out of. Um, of, uh, faith alone. There's a, there's a place in there where Luther's got a Bible open and he scribbles the word alone right after the word faith in there because, you know, it says we are saved by grace through faith. And he scribbles the word alone in there and makes the point to the, to the guy that he's, that he's talking to. He says there's no way that this will work, you know, that this, that this passage could work unless faith is solitary by itself you know and that's part of the reason why a lot of lutherans like the older one better because they don't really make that point so much in the newer one i mean it's the, it's there but it's not like you know the main point you know it's but in that older one oh yeah yeah it's it's a it's a big deal you know they just i mean i i've never really looked up the reason why the original one was made but obviously whoever it was that wrote the screenplay for it Thought that that was probably the most pivotal part of the things that you know because this is what drove the Roman Catholics crazy was faith alone. No, it can't be alone. It's it's got to be you know with works. You know, and that's where you know that's where all of this comes down. So, so what do you think? Are you going to watch Run Your Rover, daughter? Sanzoku no musume Ronya. That is such a hard thing to say. It's intriguing. I, I had to I had to practice that. Sanzoku no musume ronja. Yeah. So you gonna watch it?
0: Um, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I've sounds gotta real enthusiastic.
0: <laughs> I've got to watch like the rest of Death Note. I've got to finish.
1: You're so far behind on, on your anime. You're so far and behind. I'm wor- and,
0: and I'm working on. Uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon?
1: <laughs> Don Machi. Don Machi. That's okay. the that's the the short form of it. They always they always do that to these long titled things. You know, yeah, when, yeah, when I first do. saw it, I didn't know what on earth to make of the title because it's in English, you know. But if you, yeah. but when it's in in Japanese, they always shorten it that way so that because nobody wants to say the whole long title. Okay, what do you say? Are we getting close enough to the end?
0: Oh, I'd say we were probably. I'm we're gonna say most of our listeners clocked out after the first five minutes. So. Yeah,
1: well that, that well, I don't know. I don't like know. Like our one listener. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, we're we we are pushing it. So I'll tell you what, my name was Matthew Pancake and that fellow over there was what's your name?
0: <laughs> Henry Full.
1: Yep, and you've been listening to Angel Repair Juice. Come back and listen to us next time when probably what we're gonna talk about is E three. So that starts this week. We'll be doing another one and we'll be out next week. Thanks for listening to us guys. I'm not afraid to